0: For a century, the clubhouse at Oakland Hills Country Club has seen not only the world's greatest golfers, but it's also hosted Metro Detroit's most powerful people. But in an instant, most of it was wiped away. So much
1: history there. There's so many layers to this. You just can't wipe away
0: 100 years of history and forget about it. I'm Zach Clark. It was 1918 when Oakland Hills Country Club in Bloomfield Township welcomed its first members That's not long after golf became popular here in America. The first 18-hole course in the States was built in 1893 was the Chicago Golf Club. The famed clubhouse at Oakland Hills was built four years later, and for a hundred years, that clubhouse stood watch over some of golf's greatest moments. Six U.S. Opens, three PGA Championships, and the 2004 Ryder Cup, World Golf's most important event. But on Thursday morning, a fire began in the roof of the clubhouse and spread ferociously, destroying the building. WWJ Sports anchor and host of Lesson on Golf, Jeff Lesson, says the contents of the clubhouse were staggering.
1: Zach, so much history there. There's so many layers to this. You know, you just can't wipe away 100 years of history and forget about it. Some memorabilia was saved, but if you ever walked through that second floor at Oakland Hills with the storied clubhouse, it was like a golf museum. Things from Ben Hogan over the years when he brought that monster to his knees. Iconic photos of of U.S. Opens almost 100 years ago. Memorabilia
0: from Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, Ryder Cups, PGA's, U.S. Open, you name it. Here's one thing to consider. The treasure trove of a century of golf memories doesn't just show up at the doorstep. The collection amassed by the Oakland Hills Country Club has been a passion project of the members for decades.
2: My role was to work with our previous living champions and the heirs from other champions to determine if they had anything that they would contribute for the displays in the clubhouse.
0: That is Oakland Hills Country Club member David Boffman, who is a former member of the club's Heritage Committee. That's the group responsible for the collection of all those clubhouse artifacts. Boffman says it's been the generosity of past champions and their families that have allowed the collection to flourish.
2: Fortunately, these are very generous people. They're very nice people, did Jack Nicklaus, David Graham, Gary Player, people like that, and their representatives. We're kind enough to always be very generous and donate items for our Champions Walkway and the various other displays in the clubhouse. We have the entire set of irons that David Graham used to win the 1979 PGA Championship. We had irons from Jack Nicklaus and Andy North. We had an iron from Arnold Palmer. We had an entire room dedicated to the 1951 U.S. Open that Ben Hogan won, uh, the Walter Hagen Grill. Uh, Walter Hagen was our first head pro, and he went on to win, I believe, 15 major championships. There were just so many things that and just augmented the history that the club has in the, in the world of golf.
0: The golf history itself is well-documented at Oakland Hills. Now, part of that's because of the work of club members like David Boffman. Part of that is by the sheer volume of golf legends that have peed up on the famed South Course. The thing is, that clubhouse is more than golf. You can trace it to some of our area's rich history. The clubhouse itself was designed by the famed C. Howard Crane. He certainly put his own mark on the downtown Detroit skyline. And the membership? Well, in his story on Friday... Tony Paul from the Detroit News lists names like Al Kaline, Steve Eiserman, Bill Bonds, John and Horace Dodge, James Cousins, Charlie Sorensen, and Edsel Ford as current or former members. Sure, golf was played and cocktails were consumed, but our local history was also formed inside of those walls.
3: The membership is you know, the most affluent who's who of Metro Detroit, and really, there's some people around the nation are members there. But, um, you know, a lot of business deals got done there, a lot of politicians were picked there. It was a very popular place for political wheeling and dealing. George H.W. Bush was there. Bill Clinton played golf there. It's like a museum. There's so much more that went on in that, in that clubhouse. It just wasn't all about golf either. I mean, the membership used that clubhouse year-round. It was a socialite delight, is what I called it in my, in my story today. There were guys that were going to play cards there yesterday. They ended up moving their game over to Red Run. A lot of things were discussed in those, in those halls. A lot of deals were closed in those halls, and then, of course, obviously the who's who of golf roamed those halls, and um, you know that's what's lost.
0: After the fire, legendary Detroit baseball writer Lynn Henning tweeted that Al Kaline loved the clubhouse at Oakland Hills because he could be himself. There was no stargazing, which is usually a good thing, except, well, here's Jeff Lesson again.
1: Great story about Al Kaline. 2004 Ryder Cup, which I had the privilege of doing play-by-play from the Westwood One radio coverage. Al... They were working during the tournament. Uh, many members of volunteers. Al's job was guarding the European locker room. In that employ, during the week at some point in time, and Al told me this himself, he was actually accused by one of the European players, uh, whose name he did not want to give me, of stealing a dozen of his titleless golf balls. Now, when that European player later learned who it was he was accusing he kind of felt a little silly and apologized to LK line. But that did happen at the 2004 Ryder Cup at Oakland Hills.
0: All that we've talked about so far was the past, which at Oakland Hills, the history is as rich as it gets. But what about the future? Going back to Tony Paul from the Detroit News, he says the bounce back, it's a guarantee, but it's not going to be easy or fast, and it certainly will not be cheap.
3: I'm sure it's going to cover everything that it takes to rebuild, which is going to be substantial. It could be, you know, starting price for a building of that size, 110,000 square feet, and would think if they rebuild, it'll probably be a bit bigger. So you're looking at a starting cost of $30 million, but that, you know, given that they probably want the best finishings, the best trim, the best woods, it's probably going to be close to $50 million. I had one real estate agent tell me that if they're open by the spring of 2025, it'll be astonishing. So we're looking at a massive, massive project here to rebuild. But they will. I mean, this is a crown jewel of golf, and it will remain a crown jewel. They will build back, and uh, the golf will remain. This will still be a destination for the best golf in the world. They've been holding out hope and holding their breath on the U.S. Open. But you got to believe, as tragic as yesterday was, and it is, and so much history lost, you've got to believe that the USGA will be very uh, willing and uh, and eager to come to Oakland Hills for a U.S. Open.
0: As both Jeff and Tony have already said, the course itself, which is the main attraction, was virtually unharmed, which means Oakland Hills and Championship Golf remain a match.
3: They want a course, one, that's challenging. Oakland Hills qualifies there. They want a course, two, that looks great on TV. And the restoration project, which uh, the membership had recently done at the cost of over $12 million on the south course, with a bunch of trees taken out and a a bunch of uh, bunkers enlarged and, and just a really good looking golf course that will show well on TV. So that's obviously huge. And then they want a story. They want a narrative. Right. And so now they've got one. I mean, this is, Rising from the ashes is always a good story. And uh, so, yeah, the U.S. Open and the USGA is going to be very eager to come here. By the way, about that restoration on the, on the south course, which was completed last summer, and it is amazing. I've been out there. It, it was amazing. But one of the interesting design aspects of the redesign or the restoration, if you will, was they removed a ton of trees. And they did this for one main reason, which is to create these amazing views throughout the course, including the ability to see the, the clubhouse from basically every point on the golf course, which was such a celebrated moment when the when the restoration was completed and now it's such a devastating one. When you stand out on that golf course now and you look at the clubhouse and the, the roof is gone, the building is basically gone, um, it, uh, it's such a sad moment um, given that, again, so many golf courses, you come for the golf, but when you leave Oakland Hills, you remember the clubhouse.
0: It seems like no matter where the conversation starts about Oakland Hills or its famed clubhouse, it always ends back at the venue's place in world golf history and its place among the cathedrals of the game. Before this conversation ends, I want to point out something. When you think about Oakland Hills, your mind is likely to wander to the local multi-millionaires and billionaires, right? I mean, membership reportedly costs about $8,400 a year, and that's after a $72,000 initiation fee. There's more to the story than that, though. Oakland Hills and its country club is a place of employment, a place that hundreds depend on for their livelihoods.
1: You know, I see it in social media, quotes like, oh, just another rich man's venue being brought to the ground, boo-hoo. Well, it's more than that. It's not only the history we've already discussed, this is a place of employment for Hundreds of workers who rely on that job and that income for their security. So it's so much more than just a a rich man's playground. It's the history. It's an employer. They're real people that lost real
0: jobs in the tragedy of this fire. And we don't know when they'll be able to get them back. It's been really hard to put the Oakland Hills Clubhouse fire story into perspective. Part of that's because of the contents, both physical and the memories. They're staggering at Oakland Hills. Golf would not be the game it is today without that space in Bloomfield Township. There's no question about that. And then it's placed locally as sort of a kingmaker. Big deals made, political futures shaped. What's not been difficult to understand is that the clubhouse will come rowing back. Will it be the same? No. It'll be a fresh canvas for the next 100 years of global golf history. I want to thank WWJ sports anchor Jeff Lesson and Detroit News sports columnist Tony Paul for helping me out with this conversation and thanks to Oakland Hills member David Bothman, who was interviewed by my colleague Cassandra Flosson. You can always find the latest information on the Oakland Hills fire and more at WWJNewsRadio.com. I'm Zach Clark. Thanks for listening.